Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. This is the show where we educate you, empower you, entertain you a bit, and inspire you to live your most fearlessly authentic life. Because in my opinion, what are we doing here if we're not taking risks? And the hardest risk to take is the one that we take on ourselves, even though we're scared. And that's what I love talking to people about today. Although I don't think my guest was really scared of taking a risk, but we're going to we're gonna find that out today. My guest today is Natalie Holloway, co-founder of Bala. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Thank you. So excited to be here. I'm so excited to be here too. We have a lot of catching up to do. Natalie was on the show back in 2020. And for those of you who have never heard of Bala, let's go. I'm going to introduce Natalie right now. Natalie is the co-founder of Bala, a Los Angeles-based movement company. Natalie, a certified yoga instructor and her fellow co-founder, eventual husband, shipped the first 75,000 units of their now infamous Bala bangles from their garage before appearing on Shark Tank, where they secured an investment from Mark Cuban and Maria Sharapova. Bala has since been featured in the likes of Forbes, The New York Times, Esquire, and was dubbed one of the 17 items that defined 2020 by Vogue. Prior to Bala, Natalie worked at best-in-class advertising agencies on marquee brands, including Starbucks, Google, and Jeep. Natalie attended Fashion Institute of Technology before graduating from the University of Texas at Austin. Natalie is mother to Watson and Uma and dog mom to Penny and Naomi. Welcome to the show 2023. It's crazy. I know. Thank you. Wow. Thank you for that that intro. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, you deserve it. You've worked so hard in everything that you've done. And as I mentioned before, I read your bio. You were back on the show. You appeared on Shark Tank in February 2020. I had you on the show in July of 2020. And I, I mean, tell us, like from the time that happened to where you are now. And then we're going to start at the beginning, how much your life has changed. I mean, yeah, dramatically, I would say Um, the business has really matured in that time. Um, We really like kind of grew up as a business during COVID. A lot has happened, turbulence, you name it. Um, But, and then I had two kids. So I've had two kids. I probably moved, you know, just like anything you can imagine has happened in two and a half years. So that is just wild. It's, you know, the dream to see your child, because you're like my daughter's age, somewhere around there. And just to see that, I'm sure your family is so, so proud of you. That's so sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's really sweet. <laughs> no, I do. I feel like a kinship, like, you know, I could see this, like, I'm so proud of you. That's so kind. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, it's um and I know that you work with family members too. You have a lot of your family members working with you, right? Yes, very close to my family. My mom is our nanny 
And Aww. my sisters both actually did work at Ball, and now they still kind of do freelance stuff for us. Um, but then they've since moved on. I mean, it's like they worked there for five years and they were ready for the next thing. But right. they're pretty much still like involved in like freelance and just like big supporters and everything. So definitely a big family person. How can you not be a supporter of this? So let's go back to what your life was like before you started Bala. You and Max, your husband, were dating and working crazy hours at an advertising agency, right? Yeah. So we we were in advertising and we were working, you know, insane hours. It was pre-COVID. So it was just one of those careers where they expected you to work like not nine to five, like nine to nine, you know, it was like every night, like it was ridiculous. And we were just exhausted and we were burnt out and we said, let's quit our jobs. We have great resumes. We'll kind of quit and travel. And there was somewhat confidence, like people bounce around a lot in advertising. So it was like, people would like work at an agency for a year and then bounce, go to another one. So there was, it wasn't as risky at the time. Um, It was like, okay, we'll go travel for a year. Then we'll get jobs in advertising again. And really it was on that trip that the idea came about for our first product, which was ball of angles. But I always say like giving yourself that headspace instead of just like cog and then wheel run, 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 like giving yourself headspace uh, really allows you to like think outside of the box and like, it doesn't have to be like starting, you know, your own brand, but just, you know, what do you want to do with your life? It's nice to give yourself that headspace. And that's what we did. And that's where Bala came about. So it's I so always true. It, it's yeah. so true because when you're going, 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 mm-hmm. and you have your hands in five different things, or you're just working at one job and you're working on different projects, like you were, you don't have the bandwidth. You don't have the space in your mind to actually start being creative, right? You can be creative in the job that you're doing because it's almost like you know how to push and plug everything. But Mm -hmm. when you do have that quiet time, which so many of us don't give ourselves, that's when the creative juices go, get going. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. And it can be big, like a sabbatical or a you know, like a month trip or something, but I feel like it also can be small. Like sometimes I'll just be like, I need to, you know, go to yoga and an idea comes to me during the yoga, you know? So it's like just giving yourself that time. That's not just work, work, work. Cause I think, you know, in this day and age, it's, it's very easy to get caught up in work, work, hustle culture, but which is great, but you got to give yourself a moment too. Well, during COVID, I felt like when we had the lockdown, just before I started, uh, well, I was doing the show during COVID, but then I think by the time I talked to you, which we believe was July of 2020, that you know everybody was starting to go back sort of kind of to work. But I loved being in lockdown because it actually gave me that time to think. And in the past year, I sold my studio and I've just had time to think. And it's been so beautiful. I've had, it's like, a new lease on life because you've given your 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 mind and your body time to rest and actually think like what do I want to do what makes me happy and i've heard you talk about being curious is very very important to what you do and that's what it was we don't have time sometimes to be curious 
Yeah. And I do think like COVID was like, obviously there's a ton of bad things about the time in COVID, but one of the good things that happened was everybody, like you said, had a moment to explore a hobby or just like slow down because think about all your social plans were, you know, out the door. So you just had all this free time. And um, I think that that was like a forced thing upon our society, but now you have to like force it upon yourself. Otherwise it won't happen because it's very easy to overbook your calendar socially and work hard or, or one of the other, you know, and just always stay busy. That's like our culture. So that was kind of like the nice thing about COVID for everyone. We all collectively got a breather. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you're working at the advertising agency. You decide you want to take a break. You decide to travel, right? The two of you for how long? So we almost a year and we went to just like a ton of countries, like 12 or 13 countries in Asia. And we just, that is did. fabulous. We were like we, we were over there. So we we're like, let's just keep extending it. And yeah, it was great. Wow. <laughs> I won't be able to do that again until I retire. So, <laughs> wow. I think that's so wonderful. So you're doing yoga and what happens? So we were doing a class and we really wanted to like sweat and work out. You know, when you go to work out, you have a certain intention. You're like, I'm going to stretch or I'm, I'm getting really sweaty and working hard or medium workout. You know, you kind of know what you're preparing for. And in this day, in the, this particular day, we wanted a sweaty, hard yoga class. By the way, I should have my mugs upstairs. I should have been drinking from my fearlessly. Oh, oh, so <laughs> um, but anyway, so we did this class and we wanted to sweat and it was just very meditative, like no sweat was happening. So we started brainstorming. How could you have tailored that um, to our fitness needs and made the class harder? And we talked about resistance and dumbbells and you know weights and things like that. And uh, we thought about wrists and ankle weights, how basically at that point, the only thing that existed were the eighties ones where they were neoprene, they were sweaty, they were ugly they and were gross. No one, yeah. No one wore them as a result. And we were like, that's, that's just weird because this is a tool that is so beneficial in our busy lifestyles. You know, you can add it to your Pilates or yoga class and get a little bit extra oomph, or you can go on a hike. You can just like, we just were like this. It was like an aha moment because we were like, no one uses that anymore. Let's redesign it, make it, bracelet fashionable and then max literally drew it out on a napkin because he kind of he's our product designer and he just has like a visionary mind so he he drew it out on a napkin and that was our prototype but um you know flash forward to us launching what we realized is there was a complete white space in the industry where no one was looking at like a yoga mat or a dumbbell and saying why has it always looked the same since the eighties? Like, why are these not, these items not being upgraded? So then we started looking at the entire category. And so we felt like we could really kind of change the category. <laughs> it takes such a vision to look at these things and go, wait a minute, why hasn't anybody made these look better or more fashionable or more usable that you actually want to look at something and say, I want to use that or leave it out. I heard your husband say that, you know, so many of the machines that we see in gyms are so, you know, masculine and so unattractive 
you know, any type of gym equipment, you know, if you talk about dumbbells or kettlebells mm -hmm. and not that you were doing the same thing, but you're adding resistance to workout, why not make it attractive? So your ideal client was a woman, right? Yes. Ideal client was a woman. We have, we have probably like 30% male, um, but we've really leaned into, um, of oh, oh, the, the women. And I think what we found as the insight is like, if you have your gym equipment out or you are, your bangles are like, you know, aesthetically pleasing enough to walk around, you know, on a hike, then as a result, you'll actually use your products more. And as a result, you're working out more. So there's like a deeper meaning behind it. It's not just like pretty fitness equipment. It is, but it's like, there's a reason because you're, you're going to move your body more as a result. And then also we make our products like a lot more functional too. So we're not just like, you know, like shrink and pink in it. It's like, we're looking at the entire product. We're changing it. We're making it as the best it possibly can functionally. And also um, in some cases, adding color and shape and things like that for fun. The colors, the colors are beautiful. They make me really happy. I bought black just because I think I, I just wanted to get them. And yeah. it became like, um, like a, almost like a status symbol. Yeah. I don't know. That word might be too strong, but it's, you know, if you were using anything else but Bala, the bangles that around the wrists or around the ankles, because that's all we had in mm -hmm. during COVID, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There were very few skews, right? I think it was just that. And just that. yeah. So whenever you saw anybody working out during those three months, like if you didn't have that, like, you felt left out. You really yeah. did. You felt, what am I missing? And then you see, yeah. saw somebody, I remember my friend bought it in the uh, off-white, the ivory color. I'm like, oh, where did you get that? Oh, I need that too. You know, it was just crazy because it's like, they, the colors are so pretty. It's like pretty candy-ish kind of colors. Yeah. That's, that's what it was for me. And it was just so pretty. And, and you, you know, and you benefited from using them. And I just- yeah thought it was so key that you did to make you feel you, good. <laughs> right you fused that fitness and fashion which was always something you wanted to do right definitely from the very beginning we were like how do we stand out in the fitness industry we we're like let's lean hardcore into the fashion element because at the time it just felt like there was a lot of sameness all masculine all right. black and we were like let's lean in the fashion area okay so you're on your trip max writes puts out a sketch, you come back to the US after traveling, what happens then? So we come back and well, we were like, how do we even launch a product? Like we have no idea. And so I think we began prototyping, which takes a year. So we got back, we got jobs and advertising and we were really just treating it as a side business. And we launched a kick further. So oh, wait, Kickstarter, kick further is another inventory financing tool. Um, Kickstarter, we launched and we, cause we needed to fund our first production run cause we didn't have money. And it was essentially like, you know, your first production run is going to be whatever, 10, 20, or $20,000, I, I feel like, or 10. And we said, okay, let's crowdfund it. And then we'll actually see if this is like even a viable idea. And what we were able to do is kind of like test the market via our, uh, Kickstarter and we sold out, we made the goal and we can you, then stop, we can you explain? I always hear them talk about this on Shark Tank, and I have a feeling I know what it is, but I couldn't explain it to anybody. Crowdfunder and Kickstart. 
like somebody who's ever people who are listening right now and they're thinking about starting a business, what are those two things? Okay, so it's all it's Kickstarter. So it's Kickstarter and it's crowdfunding. So essentially it's like it's like pre-selling your product. Like let's say I want to launch like this lipstick and I'm like, uh, I don't have the money to buy the, you know, the mold and the inventory, which oftentimes is like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. So just like get your first product off the ground. Well, you can essentially pre-sell to customers. So it's like I could say I have 500 of these lipsticks. And, or I'm going to make them because a lot of it is like it's future state. So you're like, you know, the delivery date will be in six months and I'm going to produce this product and you do this whole campaign just as you would sell to a customer. Like it's like a mini website and you explain why you need to exist in this world and they need to buy it and all these things. And then what happens is the people buy the product, essentially they're pre-buying it, knowing it's not going to ship for a while. Um, And then if you make the goal, so you also set a financial goal for yourself, like $10,000. Like if you make $9,000, you actually don't make the goal. You don't get the money. So you have to set that goal that is like achievable in a way. And then anything exceeding you get. Um, So essentially you have to pre, it's just pre-selling product, basically. They don't get get equity in the company or anything like that. It's pre-selling product. Okay. So you did that. You were successful, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we did like our goal was twenty. Maybe we did forty thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. So that must have given you a lot of confidence. Okay, other people like this were onto something. Mm-hmm. And then, did you have the actual product before you went on Shark Tank? Yeah. So we we kick further happened. We started producing the product. A few things happened. Like we got in Goop. We got in Free People. And then Shark Tank. So we had like, you know, I think we, but when we went on Shark Tank, we did 2 million in sales. So we had like a a business going and it was like a year and a half in, I believe. Um, And then we went on Shark Tank and then everything changed. (laughs) And you had one product. One product, exactly. So we went on as a one product brand and... And then we quickly, you know, shortly started expanding the assortment. Right. So Mark and Mark Cuban and Maria Sharapova invested in you Mm -hmm. and then everything changed. Would you say everything really started to shift after your appearance there? Because you probably sold so many bangles after you were on there. Yeah, I think it, it, it was like the perfect storm of... We aired on Shark Tank on February 28th of 2020. And then- That's incredible, Natalie. I cannot, you couldn't have planned that better. I mean, I know this is horrible. We're saying COVID was horrible. Hopefully it will never come back. But I mean, come on. Like you couldn't have planned this Before the world shut down, literally it was like two weeks before like Tom Hanks got COVID, the NBA thing happened, you know? And, And it was like, and then everyone needed fitness equipment. It was like toilet paper and fitness equipment. So it was like the combo and it's kind of like this chicken or egg thing. Like, I don't know which really um, was the more important incident for Bala, but I do think it was like the combo of those two things really put the brand on the map. So what happened, we were talking previously about how everybody had some time to think during COVID and during the lockdown, but you guys were so busy. What happened after, you know, during COVID? 
Yeah. I mean, we were really busy. We we went from like two to 20 million in sales with a four person team. So we were busy and we were also sold out or, you know, it was just like our customers were angry at us because thing, you know, there were like supply chain issues and like everything was just like messed up. So it was a very like challenging time to like get customers what they needed and be, um, have inventory, like all of these things. And also just like grow as a business with a small team. It was very hard, I would say. And so when did you start creating more products and how many, how many products do you have now? Right now we probably have like 13, I would say. Um, we started, I want to say we launched during COVID, like the summer after COVID. So like probably when we spoke like July, 2020, I think we had launched the power ring and the ball of bars and we started to, yeah, you had the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Design language, which is like silicone on, um, you know, very colorful items, but also like silicone feel on our products, which is very soft and premium and like luxurious compared to I guess it's not neoprene. What's the, you know, the normal dumbbell material. Um, So we really started to like play with our materials and exploring and like finding out our design language. Like that's the foam roller right there. And now it's like very like um, you can kind of tell what the ball of design language is. But I think, you know, 2020, we were sort of figuring that out. And launching products is tough. Like you think, oh, I have this idea for a yoga mat. And then it takes three years to develop, you know? So it's not easy. Now, why is that for something? What was the hardest one you had to develop? I also have to just move to charge my um, computer. So sorry, oh, good. I'm just going right here. Um, so I the reason is, is because, let's see, let me plug this. I don't know if you can take this part out of it, but if not, sorry. That's people. okay. It's, um, it's the real world. The real world. Um, okay, so... Launching products is just tough. It's the lit. Well, if, if, if you're not just getting something off the shelf, the littlest curvature in the yoga mat matters and the quality of the PU rubber matters and everything takes a while. So it's like, you know, China ships you a sample, you review it, you ship it back. And then the nothing, and then you think something's going to be perfect, but it's still not right. And so there's just lots of rounds of revisions and material explorations and color sampling. It just takes a while. So what is, is, are the bangles still the best selling items that you have or has anything surpassed that? I mean, we used to be hundred percent bangles. Now, if you look at dollar, dollar wise, not unit count, um, actually the 25 pound beam is, and we've been out of stock on that for a while. And so we're about to get more on in stock, but the 25 pound beam. Is, That's the bar, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have one right there. Okay. So you can use that for squats, deadlifts. Yeah. That's b- very popular, very unique uh, item. Yeah. They're, they're just so pretty. And when you were talking about the touch and the feel, that's the thing that I loved when I started using the ring was I loved the, well, I love the feel of everything. And it just has that luxurious touch to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it feels comfy uh, while you're working out. Right. Okay. So July, 2020, we talk, everything's going crazy and you get pregnant. Yeah. How, like what, what happened? How, how did your life change then? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it was very much like, how the heck am I going to have a baby and do the business? But you just, you it's do funny. It. Everyone who, yeah, you know, you have a daughter. It's like anyone who has a kid knows that they just kind of like fit into your lifestyle seamlessly and you don't realize it and it's scary. And you're like, I'm like asking people, like, how do you do this? And how do you make time for this? And they just fit there so seamlessly, you know? So that's kind of what happened. And now I have three babies, two babies in Bala. So I know. So you have Watson, who's now how old? Three years, almost three years old. Okay. And Uma's eight, nine months, nine months, nine months. Wow. That's, that's a full house for you guys. Definitely. How is your, how has your role changed since you started the business and what it is now? Has it changed or are you still doing the same type of things or has it moved around a bit? It's definitely evolved like back and forth. It's like, there's been moments where I've been able to take a little more of a back seat and direct. And, and then there's moments where I have to come back in and like reorg things. And right now I'm very much in this, a day to day reorg situation right now. Um, So I am very, very involved in many aspects of the business. And, um, we are using a lot of like agencies and partners and things like that, that help us like level up. But yeah, I would say right role has changed definitely and evolved, but still very hands-on and I'm in the back end doing everything. So, and you still love it. Yeah. Yeah. Some days, some days it's just oof, exhausting, but right. I think it's very, you love what you do, but at the end of the day, some days just feel like work. And, you know, you just can't get around that. It's normal. Exactly. And some days feel like I'm not going to get through my to-do list even close. And that, I think you just have to make peace with that. (laughs) What would you say was your biggest um, aha moment while this was all going on? Like you thought it was going to be one thing. It grew so fast. Did you even have time to think, wow, this is happening to us. I didn't know this was going to catch on so fast. Was there anything where you and Max looked at each other and said, wow, we really did this? I mean, we try to do that still because it's just like you get carried away and then it's like something exciting happens, then the next exciting happens and then a bad thing happens. So you don't, almost don't have time to like relish in it, but the joys or the um, the pains. But I think now we try to like step back and like celebrate a little when something could happen because otherwise you're just you're just going and going. So yeah, I mean, I do think there has been moments of like, okay, wow, this is crazy how far we've come. But it's like you're not really celebrating yet. You know, it's still like we're right. there's just so much building to do. Right. Because you probably have so much more that you want to accomplish with this business. Yeah. And I wonder when that like when for anyone it feels like enough or like we've gotten, you know, and I guess that's when people sell their companies, but yeah, haven't gotten there yet. There's still more to do. Right. And what's the biggest lesson you've learned through this whole thing so far? Mm, Honestly, like a little bit of that, like try mine is like protecting your mental energy. So like, even if I have a crazy day of back-to-back meetings and, a hundred, you know, bullet point to do list. It's like protecting my energy where it's like, maybe like after this call for an hour running upstairs and hanging out with the baby or something, you know, like 
making time with that stuff or saying like, I am like going to turn in for the day at end of day and I'll pick it back up tomorrow. Like just protecting that because it's really easy to just overwork. And then I think um, you just get burnt out. So I think it's really important to protect your energy. If that means like, Hey, I just, I'm overwhelmed. I'm going to go on a walk, you know, or it's like, I really want to get a facial. Okay. I'm doing that tomorrow. Even if I am too busy to do it, you know, like making time for yourself and your own um, energy, basically. I think there's been a big shift about that, like really taking your mental health and making it a priority since the last few years, because I think what happened, let me know if you feel the same way. So we had quarantine, COVID, everybody is, you know, just chilling out or super busy. We get out of it. We're out of lockdown. I felt like everybody was going even faster than they were afterwards. And I know for me, I was like, wait, 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 this is too fast for me. It was crazy. Everybody I thought was going crazy. Yeah, no, it is. And it's like, you have to just like slow down and be like, that's not what life's about. And so, yeah, I think that that is an important lesson for sure. So you find the time you're still doing yoga, you're still working out and you're making that time for yourself because you know, it's important to your mental and physical health. Of course. But of course there's weeks where like, I haven't had time in two weeks to work out. You know, it's like fit. I have a fitness brand, still normal person where it's like, you know, it's like there's weeks where you can't. And that's just, that's just part of it. But I try as much as I can to bake in working out and health into my lifestyle. I know because we can't, when we start, then we start getting upset with ourselves. We get down on ourselves and I always have to remember to give myself grace. So Mm -hmm. I didn't work out. I didn't work out today, but I know I'll work out tomorrow. And if something happens, right, because we can't be perfect. I love that. And honestly, my husband and I went through some recent like business dramatic changes. I won't go into it, but basically it's like, he, he was saying that every day because it was like, it was like hard weeks upon us. This was like m- months back. And he was just like, give ourselves grace. And it like calmed me. Mm. Like, we're not going to get through it all today. It's not going to be perfect. And there may be, you know, emails left unread at the end of the day, but give yourself grace. You can only do what you can. I know. I tell my daughters that all the time. So do you feel that It sounds like the two of you are amazing business partners together. A lot of people say that's very difficult. I love it. I think you guys (laughs) seem to be like a huge power couple. Obviously you are, but does it ever get to be, well, hey, we're not going to talk about business tonight. We're just going to talk about ourselves, about the kids, our life. Yeah, it's definitely hard. I we we try to set those boundaries. Like we're going on a date, we're not going to talk about Bala. I mean, nine times out of ten, we still talk about Bala, but um yeah we try to set those boundaries honestly and especially like at night it's like maybe one night he's working late and i'm i i just need to like check out it's like okay don't talk to me about follow right now i'm like i'm not there and we do that to each other and we have we haven't like made a code word for it but we're kind of like i don't want it like we just know hey i'll engage with that tomorrow you know you have to shut it off mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's funny because a lot of times like if he's in like a really stressful head state then I kind of have to be in like the optimistic, like we got this because this, <laughs> this and then vice versa. I'll be like really down on something in the business. And he's like, no, it's good because of this. And so we kind of flip flop on like, who's the cheerleader, which is good. <laughs> That's really nice. That's uh-huh. really good. Uh-huh. 
When you started the business going back, were there friends and family that said, this is, seems like a dumb idea. You shouldn't quit your day job. I don't think you should do this. Don't put all your money into it. What was the advice you were getting from family and friends? A lot of people didn't get it. They were like, wrist weights. Like they just didn't get it. Honestly, it was funny. Some people got it. A lot of friends and family didn't get it. And they're like, okay, cute. Try it. You know, um, especially the guys, like I am like thinking about like some of the guys that were Max's friends that we told about it. And they were just like, they just did not relate or get it. They're like, dude, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. They were just like, Hmm, I don't really get it, but I'll buy one on Kickstarter. So that's, I think the hardest support, that's the good thing. It's like people, whether they got it or not, like we sent them, Hey, buy our Kickstarter. And they, they did, you know, like, that's, what's cool is like people, people did support. And I always try to support others too, who are starting anything always down to like riff on their business idea or give them advice or buy their first purchase, you know? Right. So, so I do think that's nice. And what would you, what advice would you give a woman I just pulled woman out of there because we're both women, but a woman who wanted to start her own business, had a product and everybody around her said, yeah, I don't really think you should do this. I think it's so hard to follow your truth, what you truly believe in and go after it without letting the other people persuade you. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, I do think a few things. So I think if you're confident, it's a good idea. Like you just have to keep going and like, but I do think eventually you do need to get customer proof. So like ours was the, the Kickstarter where it's like, would people actually buy this? Because at a certain point, if nobody would, that is also like you, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying maybe you need to like tweak it, add, but if it's jeans, like add buttons, you know what I'm saying? So I do think there's like two sides of that. Like one, if you know, your idea is good, like go all at it. But I do think there's a second side of test the market. And even if that means like 30 friends and maybe if everybody says they hate it, you can say, wait, maybe I had the wrong like demographic here. Maybe I'm in like an older or a younger crowd to so test that demographic. And then if you're still hitting a, a hard spot, maybe it's like tweak the product, you know, because I do think getting that customer feedback is important. Speaking of your ideal client, you said it was a woman I'm 62. You're in your 30s. Was the woman, was she any age or was she 20, 30-ish? So she is like our, I mean, any age, honestly. And we want to be the brand that's, that is like a female, like through her life journey. Mm-hmm. You know, she's in college. Maybe she has a kid. Maybe she doesn't. And then her later years and all of that. So that is very important to us as a brand. But right now, our demographic majority of the customers are like 28 to like 38. And, but I see majority, like I don't have the stats in front of me, but like maybe like 50% are that. And then there's like the, the, the 40 to 60 is like 10%. So we still have like all the ages. It's just majority are in that, like kind of, I don't know, is that called middle age? It's like 20, 30s, early 40s. Okay. So what did that surprise you that you had so many that 28 to 38 demographic or was that what you thought was going to buy it i am not that surprised because i knew it is more of like a 
it's like you have to like be in the know to know about it. You know, now we launched in Target. So now I, our demographic completely changed because it's like more mainstream now. But it's like at the beginning of Ball, it was more like you had to be in the know, like you're shopping at Goop or Free People or Equinox, you know. Um, but that's why I'm saying it was like a status symbol. Yeah. But you're definitely our demographic too. You know, like you're very, very much are um it's just like if you're looking at like the actual percentages it's like skews a little more like 30s 40s and also it's crazy that you're 62 like you whatever you're drinking like oh, thank you i'm oh. sure you hear that all the time but i'm like give me that drink <laughs> you are you are very kind you know it's just like when i talk to somebody who's over 60 about my podcast yeah and they and they say to me what's a podcast how do i listen to it and I think it was the same thing about Bala. If you weren't in the know, if you weren't on social media, if you didn't have a friend who was getting them and talking about them, because we were all talking about it. And me being in the fitness industry, I brought it into the classes and all then all the women bought it. And they were like, oh, this is cool. And then their friends would see it. And these were 40, 50 and 60 year old women. They thought, oh, these 60 year old women are really cool because they have the ball of bangles. So, uh, but yes. So when did you go into target recently? Just like literally a month ago. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We're excited because it feels like, you know, we are the target customer. We're like on the more premium end of of target positioning, but we're definitely like our girl shops at target. So we're excited. It seems like everybody shops at target. Exactly. Everybody. I don't. I don't like big stores. I can't yeah, go in there. I get, I get that, but I yeah. But I when I saw that, I think I saw it on your Instagram. I thought, wow, was yeah. that? So are you are in any other big stores like that now? Because we at the beginning you were very boutiquey. That's what you wanted yeah. to be, right? Yeah. This is like the, this is definitely the biggest. We're in like Saks and Bloomingdale's and things like this. Um, but definitely Target's like the game changer for us. <laughs> That must be crazy that you're in Target. Yeah. With with all of the items or what are you selling in there? Um, just a couple of items. And then we're online with most of our items. But yeah, we we hope to expand the assort- assortment too. I know you opened up a pop-up in Soho. Are you still there or was that No, that was only six months. So sadly. Okay. It was awesome, but I know you were really excited sure. about that. I wanted yeah. to go there. I never got into it. No, I can't believe it. Um, next time. <laughs> Uh, tell us about Balasize. So Balasize is um, essentially the first question people ask when we hand them a product. It's like, where are the workout videos? How can I work out with this? So it's our online platform um, where you can work out with our products. And it's really like beautifully done. It's like, it's very uh, different than what all the other fitness platforms out there aesthetically. And the workouts are amazing. We have insane trainers and yeah, there'll be a lot more to come on Bala Size. So somebody who gets on, is there an app? So Not yet, listening? but there okay. should be by January. All right. So if I wanted to do Bala Size, do I go to your website? Yeah, you can go to our website or you can go to balasize.com and literally sign up. It's There's like a free month and then it's $19.99 a month. Okay. For unlimited workouts? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, we are adding weekly workouts. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's so much fun. I mean, that makes so much sense. Did you anticipate that coming? Did you anticipate like, go ahead. I mean, it was like a natural evolution. It just made sense because customers will tell you the path to go, you know, and they were like, we want workouts 
from you. So it was like, it was a natural evolution, but I really firmly believe in like listening to your customer along the way. They're going to guide the way of like the future of your company, honestly, because they're like the, they're the reason you exist. Right. So when you were in advertising, did you, what you knew about advertising, was there anything that set you up for this adventure, this journey? Yes. I think I learned how to market uh, a product a little bit and brand a product and also like creativity. I kind of just like was around a lot of creative people. And I think all of that really helped um, Max and myself with the ball of brand and like, you know, just knowing what a good photo shoot looks like or connects in LA for photographers or models, things like that. So I think all of it definitely helped me with Bala and like the secret sauce. We were talking about fashion and fitness. So soon after you were on Shark Tank, you know, you have Maria Sharapova and Mark with you and you do these photo shoots with these women wearing heels mm-hmm. and the bangles around their ankles and around their wrists. And how did people react to that? I loved it. I thought it was so gorgeous. I love, again, I love the color. I love the elegance. I love the femininity and, you know, really leaning into that feminine strength. But what, what was the reaction that you received from that? Uh, yeah. I mean, we always say that the, the the first time we posted a woman working out in heels, it's like people loved it or they hated it. And I think that's there's a lesson there because it's like you really want people to feel things in your branding. You don't want them to be complacent or indifferent. So, you know, you loved it and somebody might have hated it and said, why are they wearing heels? But regardless, we like made them, we made like a statement, we made them feel something. And I always, I think in marketing and branding, like you want people to feel something. Yeah, that's what I felt right away was I'm like, wow, this is strong. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is really, really strong. And I love how your instructor instructors are all different ages also. Yeah, always. It's very important for us to show all ages, um, every every kind of person. So what's next? What's next? I mean, more products for sure. I w- I'm like on my vision board. I want like a, a Bala studio somewhere, a Bala size studio, um, maybe like Austin or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's next for us is continuing to launch more Bala size videos, more products, um, and really just like working out with our customers. That sounds like so much fun. I would love for you to open up studios all over the country. Oh, it would be so cool because I think it's very important for women to understand or and men, but again, focusing more on women since that's your ideal client is understanding that you can do a workout with light weights, like with Bala, or you can go to the gym and use heavier weights, but it's having that balance of yeah. working out with lighter weights, working out with heavier weights and and be okay with both. So many of my clients used to say, well, do I use this or do I use that? And I said, you could do both. Mm-hmm. And what's, what's beautiful about your products is you can take them anywhere also, anywhere. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Get a workout on the go. Yeah. So what are all the products now? You said there are 13. So uh, I, I, I mean, know um, uh, we have like the yoga mat, the yoga block, um, foam roller, the beam, power ring, 
Bola bars, resistance bands, and more to come. Resistant. Oh, you have resistance bands? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What, I have one last question for you. What does it mean for you to live a fearlessly authentic life? For me, that is like trying things. And I'm, I'm very much like everything that's come to me that has been great in this world has been from like taking a chance and trying something and not knowing how it's going to um, turn out, but like trying it and knowing that if it doesn't work out, it's going to be okay. If it doesn't work out, it's going to be great. And so I do think that that ethos has been like very much like in our Bala, um, in our Bala world. And I think that that is definitely like my style too. I love that. Well, it was so, so good to catch up with you and congratulations on all your success. Thank you so much. It was great to see you. When you come to New York, you have to get in touch with me. I I really would love to see you. Yes, definitely. Next time I come. All right. And one last thing, how can people buy your products? Where do they go? Shopbala.com or you can follow us on Instagram, just at Bala. Okay. Wonderful. Natalie Holloway, Bala, thank you so much. I'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us for Fearlessly Authentic. And until next week, go live your most fearlessly authentic life and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code podcast to get 25% off.